At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Coach Matt Rule is a teacher, an educator, and we begin our show tonight by welcoming Coach Rule to the show and trying to tap into that side of of him. Coach, what do you want your team to learn and take away from uh, what happened yesterday? That it's never, um, it's never this like big thing, you know, when things go wrong. It's never like, hey, we were flat or, hey, you know, we were deflated after that long run. It's never those things. It's, it's, it's just these little details that there's not much margin for error in the National Football League. And if you don't execute and execute with speed and physicality, you're not going to win. And so to play a team 17-17 in the first half and then to have that happen in the second half, you know, it's not something emotional. It's something – it's just football. And – um, so I tried to show them that today. I tried to show them even in the second half, the good things, the defense having, you know, defense having their backs against the wall, second and one and holding, holding the Buccaneers to a, a field goal, a long kickoff return. And at the same time, the plays that did hurt us, the plays where we didn't uh, execute, it, it wasn't because we didn't try. It's because we weren't, didn't do our job with great detail. And, and, um, if they can learn that, I'm sorry for the, such a long winded answer, if they will buy into that and believe that, then you always feel like, hey, you know what? We can just we can just turn this game around. We can win this game by just doing our jobs and doing it with great detail. Coach, let's get into some of the details of it because I heard that you mentioned this yesterday and something that I saw also. You talked about leverage, and if you have inside control, inside leverage, man-to-man, or you have outside leverage, you're supposed to be outside. That is so vitally important that you keep that leverage if you don't. It ends up hurting you. Can you elaborate on what you were talking about yesterday and how that ties into what you just said? Yeah, I mean, um, um, too too often uh, defenders with uh, you know w- you know inside leverage with no help uh, got beat across their face, um, and when they were outside leverage with help, got beat outside. And so, really, it's it's not a game just of speed and talent. 
it's a game of, as I said, execution. And that comes down to in man to man leverage, both, you know, vertical, but more importantly, horizontal leverage and understanding where your help is. And so, um, you know, as I told the guys, they're playing so hard. I'm proud of them, but we also have to be really smart with what we do and we have to utilize our help and utilize the system to the best of our ability. And so it wasn't every time, but it was some key, key, key plays. And if we just utilize our help and just trust, trust the system and trust our teammates will produce at a much higher level. And you mentioned key plays, and, and obviously you've been hammering home third down, both on offense and defense, being critical. The the third quarter thing, is that more a coincidence that things are happening at that time as opposed to a function that it is the third quarter, if you understand what I'm saying? that is it just not so much that it's the third quarter and things are going wrong because it's that time of the game as opposed to is it just kind of been somewhat a, a time where another team has shined and maybe the Panthers have made some mistakes that happen to be in the third quarter? You know, I don't know. Um and I say that because, um, you, you know, uh, it, you, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. It's happening though, so it has to be something real. Um, but you can't put your finger on any one specific thing. It just comes down to, um, uh, you know, making the crucial plays in, in, in that quarter. And so, I think for me, um, you know, what I don't want to do is I don't want to make such a big deal about it that it be, it, be, it gets into their own head. I mean, they they went out and they they played. They had energy to start the half and. We just on offensively haven't been able to get anything going coming out of the half. So we'll continue to try and find new things, new ways. To me, when you have a little bit of adversity, you know, um, if you respond to it, you know, you you, you develop a, a new tool, a new tactic. So we'll see if we can come up with something new to help us. Um, but at the end of the day, I'll always go back to it. If we just ex- execute with with uh, speed and physicality, we'll, we'll have a chance. And, and um, you know, we'll, we'll get this thing figured out in the third quarter here. And I mean this to lead to a general type answer, but uh, at halftime in the NFL, you, you've got 12 minutes. In general, what, what are what's kind of the formula of what happens at halftime in terms of where you have a chance to speak, where they get with their position coaches, coordinators, and so forth? Uh, to get, give the fans an idea of what happens at at halftime in terms of just how that process works before you come back out for the third quarter. Well, it's really fast. You know, you get in. A lot of guys have to go to the training room and, and get things taken care of. Uh, typically, the offensive and defensive staffs get together and, and say, hey, you know, what what adjustments, if any, are we going to make? Then they try to get in and get with the players and, and pass those adjustments on. And then, you know, typically I call them all up and we go. So, um, uh, you know, good staffs, you know, the idea of halftime adjustments, you know, the good, good staffs are to me are trying to make those adjustments throughout the game. They're trying to communicate through the game. And then when they get when they get to halftime, they're trying to pass those along to the players and, you um, um, it, it is really fast. It is brief. You have to communicate quickly and uh, and then go out and play. Matt Rule on Panther Talk with us live tonight. Coach, injuries are always uh, delicate. You don't want to say too much, but what would you feel comfortable saying tonight to uh, to Panther fans about how Teddy Bridgewater is, Christian McCaffrey, and John Miller, maybe even Dante Jackson? Uh, I think it's going to be a wait and see game really on all those guys, um, you know, specific to Teddy, you know, I, I, I think he, you know, I, I think he's, you know, doesn't have a, a significant, significant injury. I think he, he has a chance to come back and play. Um, you know, we'll just wait and see how he does on Wednesday. And uh, same thing with Johnny. I think sometimes with these injuries, you have to give them a couple days to see where they're at, um, you know, uh, see, see what they can do on Wednesday, if anything. Uh, Dante, I feel so bad for him. He's such a competitor. It's been a chronic chronic injury that keeps, you know, keeps reoccurring on him and, and, uh, you know, not sure, you know, we'll have to discuss this week, the best way to handle that moving forward for him so that he can come back and be healthy. 
And, uh, you know, Christian, I think Christian's doing everything he can to get back as soon as possible. And we'll have to wait and see when that is. Injury updates are brought to you by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with a click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way. Eugene. Yeah, hey, Coach, I was having this conversation today, and it was it was concerning the 98-yard run, and guys were saying to me, hey, how can that happen? You got all those guys down at the line of scrimmage trying to go ahead and stop the run. It's almost like a 10-man box. And my question, my answer was, it's easy. All you have to do is have somebody out of a gap, and that could easily happen. Coach, can you walk us through why why that could actually happen if – if everyone does not do their job, it's easy for that running back to go ahead and find that spot and then increase a, increase the defense. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, one of the ways to stop the run, as you know, is is to load the box and 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 when you do that, you know, you're putting everyone down there, you know, close <laughs> close to the line of scrimmage because you want to, you know, stop them for no gain. Uh, everyone has a gap, everyone has a responsibility, and then you have one, you know, deep player. Um, what, what can happen, unfortunately, what happened to us is, is, is if you think of like a rake, you know, you're raking your leaves and then one spoke breaks, you know, some leaves get through. And you, you, when you rake the lawn, you can see it. Lawn, you can see it. Well, that's what happened. You know, one spoke, one gap was opened up. All the other help that would normally rally to the ball is down at the line of scrimmage because you did pack the box. And um, we weren't able to tackle, you know, get them down at the free safety position and, and it was off to the races. And so it's, uh, it's, you know, we, we were playing aggressive football. We were going to try to pin them down there and hold them down there. And uh, in, instead, you know, they made a, a crucial, crucial, crucial play. And it goes back to what I said. It's not about emotion. Our guys were playing hard, trying hard. They wanted to win. But uh, we just didn't execute. One guy was out of his gap and the ball split and uh, it went 98. That's a great analogy. We'll explain raking your own yard to Eugene when the show is over. He does not oh, rake. Oh, he hires oh. people to rake. The Zoke and I, we, we yes. knew exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. He actually blows his leaves into other people's yards is what he does. So, Coach, uh, you also had a 98-yard play in your favor. It was Trenton Cannon on the kick return. Uh, tell us a little bit about that as far as putting him in that spot. Uh, you had Farrell Cooper in for much of the year. And to talk about him and also Colin Thompson, who had the first touchdown, two young players as you're kind of evaluating uh, guys moving forward, what uh, what you thought about Cannon and what uh, maybe Colin Thompson could do with your long history with him. Well, you know, Trenton's a really fast, explosive player. And, um, uh, you know, the special teams coaches wanted to give him a shot back there. They thought he had a chance to return one. And, um Tremendous effort by him, you know, he came, came, you know, caught the ball, exploded out, got hit, bounced off, took off. And I thought you know, all the guys did a great job of, of shielding him, protecting him, and, and, but no one getting a penalty and, and making a, a bad decision. So, um, you know, gra- glad to see that for him. He, he does a lot of unsung things for us. He covers kicks. He covers punts. He's glad he had an opportunity to go make an explosive play. And, you know, Colin is, Colin is one of those guys who just, you know, he just does whatever you need. You know, you need someone to go block somebody. You need someone to run around. You need, you need someone to do the dirty work. That's what Colin Thompson does. And um, um, I thought it was a great play call, great job by everyone else to, to, to you know, to, to show the run, you know, him in his normal position, blocking on the edge and then getting open and uh, went up and got the ball. And, um, you know, happy for both those guys. You know, at the end of the day, um, it's not a. It's not really about my history with somebody because I have history with all these guys now. It's really about. Uh, I see the work that they put in. I see them, you know, uh, uh, working on their bodies. I see them grinding on the tape. I see them practicing hard. I see them overcoming injuries. I see them bouncing back every week, physically and mentally and emotionally. I respect all these guys, and so I always want to see them have success. And so, uh, to see Trenton have that success, to see Colin have that success. 
Uh, it makes me feel good. And I want to continue to see our, all, our team have that success. And that, that brings me back to work each and every week with a great attitude. It's easy to see some of the stats. Easy to see Bridgewater started off great. DJ Moore was having a monster game, et cetera. Coach, when you looked at the tape, or even with your naked eye view of the game yesterday, were there some other good performances from some Carolina Panthers that might have escaped a, a more casual look at this game? Yeah, and it's hard to say because they had the 98-yard run, but I thought our defensive tackles probably played um, one of their best games. I mean, up until that run and even after that run, you know, I thought we did a good job of, of stopping the interior rushing game, got some interior pressure. I thought uh, Derek Brown, Bravion Roy, Zach Kerr, and F.A. ended up with a sack. I thought those interior D tackles, D linemen, uh, did a really nice job, um, uh, you know, in the game off of the tape. And, you know, it's like everything else. There, there's, there's so many plays that guys did, a, you know, did really good things. We just, have, we just are not yet doing them all together at once. And so we'll continue to work and continue to find a way to just try to bring it all together. Uh, the, way, you know, the, way, the way we're going to win uh, the game this week is to win it as a team. We have to play complementary team football uh, to, you know, to, to, to go do it. And I know, it's a, you know we always say it's always all three phases, special teams, offense, and defense. But if I'm holding on to special teams, I thought your special teams, beside the 98-yard run, um, uh, I thought the special teams played some excellent ball. Coach, can you highlight some of the things that you saw from the special teams? Yeah, you know, had the long kickoff return, uh, had a long field goal, had two um, two balls down inside the five, uh, blocked an extra point that you know that was a huge play. So I, I think I think we're getting out of the special teams. Um, some explosive plays, a couple, you know, fake punts that have worked, uh, uh, the long kickoff return, but we're also getting a lot of the, the hidden yardage, the, the pinning them down inside the 20, inside the 10, inside the five, those plays that, that um, you know, that you need. And so I, I think uh, I think those guys are coming along. They're getting better and better and better as a unit. And, you know, we'll need them, you know, here, here down the stretch. And uh, hopefully Teddy's good to go this week. We'll see. But uh, regardless, uh, you had a P.J. Walker come in the game this past week. With, with him and Will Greer, are they about the same in terms of what they bring overall, just they bring it in a different way in terms of a slightly different skill set, or how do you evaluate your two backup quarterbacks? Well, we, we love both guys. Um, you, know, uh, you know, as you said, you know, they're, they're, they're different in style, but they're both uh, extremely uh, uh, hard workers, great leaders, excellent passers. We, we feel like we can win with either one of them. So, um, you know, we hope that Teddy can go. And if not, we, we know that we have, you know, two guys, you know, behind, uh, behind him that we can win with and who have put the time in. And when their opportunity comes, um, we think that they'll go play well. Before we let you go, Coach, I have a technical question about the fake punt. These guys are probably laughing at me, but I don't care. I'm 62 years old. I don't care. <laughs> uh, Wait, you're 62? But I have wondered. <laughs> yes. I didn't know that. I have wondered, because we have went for decades around here where nobody faked a punt, so this is great that you guys have the temerity to, and the creativity to do this kind of thing. So, Charlton, if he looks for, say, his first option on that, so let's say Chin gets jammed up, could he, could he then have gone to son of fake punt and punted it? Yeah, absolutely could have. Um, but, I, you know, I don't want to put that on him. No, that, that, that's, that's on me as the head coach. You know, we called that. And probably, um, you know, uh, probably wish we wouldn't have, you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, absolutely. He can, he can pull it down and kick it. And um, I think he saw the look. He saw that it was going to be open. And, and they just did a nice job of the guy rushing hit, hit, uh, hit, hit Jeremy. And he wasn't able to get out. So, um, you know, when those things go bad, I think it's my job as head coach to put that on me. And, 
um, you know, we'll continue to be aggressive. You know, we went third on fourth down on this first scoring drive. We're going to, we're going to push the envelope. We're going to try to, you know, we're going to try to create a culture of, of competing and, and, and attacking. And, um, but if those things don't go well, they'll, they'll always fall back on me. That is so cool. I, I did not know that. So that's in his metric, even though this is on you, but that's in, that's in his arsenal that he could have dropped it and punted it out of there right then. I love it. Coach Rule, appreciate you. Thanks for being on the show. All right, thank you, guys. No, no. All thanks, right, thanks, thanks, Coach. Coach. Appreciate it. Matt Rule on Panther Talk. The things, that you, the things you wonder about and don't know till you ask. You're building up to where you're going to send him a play, aren't you? Yes, no, This, is. Was, this no, is really about you. You are building towards what was declined by the previous coaching regime. I think so. Of trying yeah. to fax them a play of some kind. This died. This all it died. It might be a special teams play. This all died with I, Socrates. I, I, I feel like you're. I feel like you're on the greatest teams. play in the history of college football. And again, I've gotten past it. Uh, but the coaches that I gave this to at a former school, uh, in-state school in the Atlantic Coast Conference, uh-huh. failed to uh, to run this play. Could have won them not only the game but the SP. Both at the collegiate and pro level, and you've I'll, been declined. Uh, I will discuss this further. I take later, it down to the high school ranks. Maybe day. Eugene could run this at one of his high school games. Uh, play. And don't forget my dual quarterback, uh, one left-handed, one right-handed mix and hybrid attack. I saw Jacoby throw a ball. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. You really Richard, one day. Richard Nixon used to suggest plays to the uh, Washington <laughs> oh, football team back in the day. Okay, enough of that, Mary Minute for Valdi. Uh, let's take a show. we got a great show lined up. Eugene and the Zoke and I are, are proud of our show this evening. You're going to hear from Shaq Thompson in a bit. Marty Herney will be by later. And then we've got some – Football Talk, the broadcast roundtable next. Panther Talk will continue in a second on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me to always make it easy for the customer. That's you. A live person will always be here to answer the phone. We're here till midnight, seven days a week. So you never have to take off work. And it's the same price as in the daytime. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. You're going to love these people. I guarantee it. Go to MorrisJenkins.com. This is Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Second down nine. Brady climbs the pocket, checks it down to Jones, and he is banged down. Might have fumbled the ball, lost it as he's going to the ground. A fumble on the field. Ronald Jones and a recovery. By the Carolina defense, first and goal from the seven. Thompson's open right flat, flutter ball, caught, touchdown, Carolina. That it was just completely unacceptable and, and not good enough, and that's not who we want to be. And, um, you know, it wasn't any one play, it wasn't any one position. They just, uh, you know, they dominated the third quarter. We turned the ball over, it was missed a punt, a fake punt, um, and we couldn't get off the field. Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins, continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network. Mick the Zoke, Eugene, our broadcast roundtable brought to you by GEICO. There's fantastic news. You can save 15% or even more on your car insurance. Invest a quarter of an hour with GEICO. Let them run the diags on it for you, and you might be surprised at what turns out. Important moment on the broadcast yesterday, at least for me anyway, was Kurt Coleman. Eugene, at one time I said to uh, Kurt, Are you, can you take this as a positive for the Panther defense that Carolina has, has held Tampa Bay to a field goal? And he said, no, because we're not stopping them. Their receivers 
are getting way too free, way too much separation. Uh, at what point during the game, with your former safety eyes, Eugene, did you realize that this was that whatever the Panthers were trying to do to, to check these receivers was not working? I noticed that on the goal line, um, there was a, a play where we were in man-to-man coverage, and they ran a, a a pick play where the outside receiver goes inside, and then he loops back on the outside. Jeremy Chen had a very tough job; was close enough. I'm surprised he was even that close. But just by alignment, you're gonna you're gonna lose. Instead of doing a banjo call, which you go ahead and you swap guys, that didn't happen. And because it didn't happen, uh, I said this is gonna be a problem because we played a lot of man to man. And trying to get to uh, Brady, and because we're playing a lot of man to man, and we can't stop them, I agree with Kirk Coleman. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Y- you can't. You can't stop this team at all. I mean, Evans was catching the ball at will. Um, really, he wasn't. So that was a function of. And Coach Rule already talked about leverage, inside leverage. You're supposed to stay inside, be inside. If he beats you outside, he beats you outside. But he can't beat you inside. There were a number of plays where guys got beat inside. And so I agree with Kurt that, hey, it didn't kind of matter. You might have got, saved three points on the board, but on a long haul, you're going to lose this game because you can't stop them and you're not executing properly. Yeah, you can't wait for their mistake to, to nope. become that. With our corners, and I understand in general, they have this philosophy of you know, keep the play in front of you, and it's a young team in a lot of different areas, and you don't have Dante Jackson. But if you consistently play your corner, say, eight yards off the line of scrimmage, it just looked like Tom Brady could have made that throw to Mike Evans every time at the line of scrimmage, that smoke route, if he wanted to. Do you have to maybe think about mixing it up and being at times more pressed and a little bit more aggressive in different scenarios? Yeah, you have to disguise the coverage, particularly against a guy like Brady. You can't be off and let him know that you're going to be off eight, nine yards because he's going to go ahead and just school you. But you have to go ahead and move back and forth. And then you have to have the – the wherewithal to not be afraid to get up and line up on Evans and line his face or, or or Antonio Brown. The problem was is that they just had too many world class receivers that you, you can't isolate. You got to play a zone because you're trying to keep the ball in front of you. Because if you go man to man, any one of those receivers can beat you. Evans, Antonio Brown, Gronkowski, Brait, um, my goodness, all of them. It didn't look like a fair fight, really, and I'm, I'm not talking about individual Panthers or individual Bucks necessarily, but this Tampa Bay team and Coach Rule and the staff would would never use this as an excuse. They won't. They wouldn't even be happy that we're talking about it now. But let's just call it for what it is. The Bucks are rugged, experienced, older, star quality. Tampa Bay's gone to every yard sale. They've canvassed the neighborhood. They're they're going. They're they're recycling. Uh, former stars like Gronkowski, Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, Shady McCoy. Yep. Uh, and and it may work. My, and, they may go to. They may buy themselves a, a championship. And, and we Mick, still they maintain think they should though. Win. They think they should win. They You're they right. have the mentality that they think they should win every single game, no matter where they go. That's what they think with all those stars you just mentioned. Right. So you either can go store bought or you can go homegrown. Homegrown's better. It's going to taste better. Because uh, we will have grown it and fertilized it and cared for it and nurtured it, uh, but for right now, you know, processed food, it's it's right there at it. You're gonna be right there on your plate. You do like the packaged cookies, though. I've seen that. I do. I like riboflavin a lot. I really. But do. it's a flash in the pan, though. You're absolutely right because yeah. um, right now, yeah, they're riding high, but I don't see that team standing together. 
Tampa Bay. I think it's just for this season. I don't right. think it's long term, homegrown, as you, as you mentioned. Exactly. All right, that's cool. Appreciate you agreeing with me, even uh, if you might not have privately. <laughs> Let's um, take a short break here. When we come back, when we come back Shaquille Green Thompson. Uh, He gave the team an inspirational pep talk when uh, the game was over yesterday. More about that when we continue with Panther Talk. This is the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. This is Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Brady looking left. Glove down at the 22. F.A. Obata. Fake jet sweep, then a throw to Moore. Moore, 15, more to the 10. He'll score. Touchdown, Carolina leads. If we were 1 for 11 on third down, they were 10 of 15 on third down. And yet again, our third uh, third quarter woes continue on offense. So not good enough, and it has to improve. Back to Mick Mixon, Jim Zoki, and Eugene Robinson with Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. After the Carolina Panthers' 23-point loss to Tampa Bay in Charlotte on Sunday, Panther linebacker Shaq Thompson gave a pointed and inspirational pep talk to his teammates. What was Shaq's message following that defeat? When not you be embarrassed of what happened at home? I mean, we're, I, well, yeah, we're a damn good football team, but we got to play as a football team. Um, and I was just frustrated. Um, I love my teammates. I love my brothers. And I know we're going to turn this thing around. Um, the 98 just happened. Um, we didn't make our line stunt and it just hit. Um, it is, it is what it is. Um, but I know, and I believe that we're going to get that corrected and we're going to fight on and play on for next week. With his play and with his leadership style, does Thompson try to channel former Panther linebacker Thomas Davis at all? Uh, I learned pretty much everything from him. It's not even just from him, from Luke, um, just from all the older vets, um, Charles Johnson, Cam, even people on the offensive side, just on how to carry yourself and how people look up to you when things when things are not going as good. And, you know, I'm just trying to keep that positive energy on the sideline regardless if we're losing or winning. Just want guys to know, like, I'm going to be here with y'all fighting to the end. I want y'all to be here fighting with me. And they understand and they see that, and we're we're definitely going to get better. So what specifically needs to improve? Uh, We just need to go out there and execute. I mean, that's that's what we need to do. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. We need to go out there and execute and play our brand of football. Those young guys are doing good. Their their time and their play is going to come. Lastly, how does he want the team to respond to his message? Uh, I know my teammates will show up Wednesday. That's that's my message, and I know they're going to show up. That's going to be their response to my message. They're going to show up Wednesday. We're going to be ready to go. we got to start executing and winning. we got to start winning on third downs, winning first and second. got to start winning our matchups, our one-on-ones, everything. And once that happens, then things will start changing, and uh, we're going to start winning. But on the defensive side, we we got to play better for the offense. Not only has Thompson challenged his defensive teammates and insisted that their performance improve, he's also confident that it will moving forward. Stay tuned. Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins, continues right after this. This is Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Out comes Cannon. 5'10", 15, 20, 25, 30, cuts left. To the 40, to the 50, Cannon 
to the 30, Cannon to the 20, Cannon to the 10, Cannon tripped up at the five-yard line. Trenton Cannon, there are no flags on the field. Looking end zone, nothing there. Bridgewater will run, a pump fake, and now a spin to the one, to the goal line. Touchdown, Teddy Bridgewater. Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins, continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network. I guess we could call this Mondays with Marty, our weekly visit on the show with the general manager of the Carolina Panthers, Marty Herney. Marty, your door's been closed a lot. You've been on your phone. What are Mondays like for you this time of year? Well, they're they're usually pretty busy. And, um, you know, it starts with coming in and, and reviewing the tape and then, you know, meeting with our personnel staff, meeting with, with Matt, you know, attending the team meeting and um, going over any type of roster modes or changes that, uh, you know, practice squad, those type of things, what we might need to do. In your meetings with Matt Rule, and as you've observed kind of how the, the staff and the team have digested the results of yesterday, what have you picked up on? Well, the very first thing is that, as you know, I mean, Matt has instilled a what's next mentality. So we learn by what happened yesterday, and then we move on to the next business at hand, which is the Detroit Lions. I think that, you know, the message is very much the same every week, is that it's not about the opponent, it's about us and the things that we can control. And we came out, it was tied 17-17 at halftime. We came out in the second half, and the little things that we have to do to not beat ourselves, which will lead to winning games consistently, we just did not do. And I think that we have an an attack mentality. I think we competed effort-wise all the way to the end. I mean, we kept, you know, our defense basically was in, you know, they had the ball on on our side of the field. I believe it was three times and, and we held them the three field goals to keep us in the game. Obviously we did not get off the, the field uh, enough on defense, but our effort was there. We thought we just did not execute. We did not do the little things execution wise that we need to do to win football games and especially beat a, a good football team like Tampa Bay. We knew when the season first started that this defense was going to be very, very young. As difficult as it is to endure some of the growing pains, can they be framed up, Marty, in that way that some of these young guys are going through things that they simply must experience in order to get better? There's no question. And, and you know, you just look as the a team as a whole and, you know, with a new staff and so many new players. And, and But, yeah, with these young guys, we can see that's the encouraging part. We can see improvement from week to week we see improvement from our team. Now that second half yesterday, we made too many mistakes and and did too many things that we cannot afford to do to win football games. But to say that this team is going under in the right direction under the management and guidance of of Matt Rule and his coaching staff, it, it would be a severe understatement. I think we are definitely going in the right direction. And and we just have to take that next step into doing the, the things that we need to do, correct the, the mistakes, 
worry about our assignment and don't worry about the last play and just worry about the next play and do your assignment the best you can do it and then make plays. And if, if once we get to that point, we will start winning football games consistently. We talked to you about this after the first few weeks of the season. I don't think we have in a while, but do you continue to be uh, impressed and even amazed at times, Marty, by the, the, the way this staff insists upon substituting freely, being a developmental staff, and, and, and quite certain that, that that's going to pay dividends in the future? Very much so, Mick. And you know what? As we look down the road in this league and, and you know, with some of the salary cap changes that are going to come next year and perhaps the year after, developing young players is going to be critical. And I think our staff is excellent at that. And I think that that is an advantage that we're going to have. I think that not only young players, but, you know, veterans. Matt is is instilling a formula, a women, winning formula here that is proven. And um, guys are buying into it. Now we just have to go out and, and you know, it, it always starts with, it starts today, starts with tomorrow, with, with doing what you have to do to take care of your bodies and watch them tape. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's all about practice and practicing those habits that we need to take onto the field Sunday to be successful. There are some great games in the league yesterday. Of course, Washington, Detroit, the Matt Prater 59-yarder, the Arizona Buffalo game. Are you so caught up in in your in your Panther vision, Marty? And and does your world shrink down so much this time of year that you can't even think about other games like that? Or did your schedule allow you to to uh, to at least have a little bit of empathy for for Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean and the Bills today? Well, obviously, you know, you look at the scores, you see the highlights. You are really just focused on on us, especially after a loss. It, it grinds on you, but sure, you do feel. For, for people, especially people that you know, like Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott and, and who you root for. But it just shows you, Mick, how thin a line there is in this league. And, and, and it really is about going out and, and out executing and, and being the best team on the field that day because the line is so thin throughout this league. And that's been our focus since day one, since the first virtual meeting that Matt and his ha- staff had with our players. And it, the message is going to continue to be the same. And we are improving in those areas. We just have to, to keep improving and get there. Marty Herney, General Manager of the Carolina Panthers. Marty, you're the best. Thank you for your time. And uh, call us if you need us. Thank you, Mick. Does he ever do that? No. Like, does he ever, like, reach out on Tuesday? Well, I've... Uh, Mick, you offered, so... Reach out. It's me, Marty, calling. He's not, but... Uh, well, I was sincere. I wasn't just saying it's not like, let's do... No, lunch. I'm not saying you weren't sincere. I think, does he ever actually consider taking you up on that offer? He has not yet, but we have an open-door <laughs> policy here at Panther Talk, and our visit with Marty Herney tonight, brought to you by FanDuel. Play FanDuel's Gridiron Pick'em game for free. You could win a grand... You can go to your Panthers app on your phone, register your free account, and get ready for the next game. FanDuel, official partner of the Carolina Panthers. So we'll get back to our Panther talk on Panther talk in a second. But did you guys see the Arizona-Buffalo game? Yes. 
Last play, my goodness. Wow. Have you had any like that, Eugene? Have you been on the wrong end of a Hail Mary? Uh, I've been on the wrong end of a Hail Mary. Actually, I got an interception on the Hail Mary, right, and the guy took the ball from me. It was actually against Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the old ugly uniforms. And so he took the ball from me, but the, the referee ruled that I was down. I learned a valuable lesson. When you jump up, just knock the ball down. Don't try to be smart and intercept the ball. Just knock it down. But that is the best receiver in the NFL, right? Yes. DeAndre Hopkins, who made a great play. There's a thing called DVE, Deny Vertical Entry. And what you need to do is you need to go ahead and have somebody in the front of him, a corner, to go ahead and jam him like in cover two to slow him down so he's not the first person down the field because now he sets up and he's going to out-jump you. And so I think there was some tactical errors that made by the Buffalo Bills of not slowing down that receiver. I'll see your Deny Vertical Entry, and I'll raise you a KYP. Know your personnel. <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. you got to know, if you're the Buffalo D, that it's, going, it's going to number 10, yeah. that Hoppy's the guy. Fitzgerald, at one time, yeah. But um, just jam. why didn't they jam him up? Yes. Why didn't they let him? You know where he's going. He's only going to one place, and that's the end zone for the Hail Mary. It's, it's only three seconds left, whatever, in the game. you got to go ahead and get that man, slow him down. My goodness, ouch. Somehow, some way. All right, that's fun. We'll uh, talk a little bit about Detroit and the Panther-Lions game coming up. Stay tuned. This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me. Mr. Jenkins told me to always make it easy for the customer. That's you. A live person will always be here to answer the phone. We're here till midnight, seven days a week. So you never have to take off work. And it's the same price as in the daytime. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. We're the ones you want to call. You're going to love these people. I guarantee it. Go to MorrisJenkins.com. This is Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Can't lollygag around the infield, lollygag around the outfield. Uh, you got to get ready for Matthew Stafford, mm. 12th-year player out of Georgia, and Eugene Azok, when I think about Matthew Stafford, I think about one of the most beautiful, pure passing motions in the modern era of pro football. He cannot yeah. not throw a spiral. Yeah, and he's just – the bulk of his career has not been surrounded by the greatest of talent, but he is a very good player. I think at one point he was the highest-paid player in the league at the, the time he signed his last contract, so um, that changes every week after you do that. But uh, he's good. They got a good young running back out of uh, Georgia, DeAndre Swift, who, uh, when they use him, can catch the ball well out of the backfield. When Galladay is healthy, he's really good. Uh, we saw Matt Prater kick a 59-yard field yeah. goal, and they get the, the win yesterday over Washington. So, um, yeah, that's, that's uh, a team with the expanded playoffs, too, Eugene. If they win, they're 5-5, five and five, so they're going to come in with a ton of fight for sure because they got a chance of actually pulling out a wild-card spot. Uh, absolutely. And don't forget, um, Matthew Stafford, passed, he, he, he really moves the ball around. I mean, he hits Hawkinson, Jones, Swift, Amendola, Galladay. Look, 36 passes, 33, 31, 28, 20. Typically, you got one guy who has more catches than the rest of the guys. But that's not the case with this team. That ball is equally distributed to all the different receivers and running backs because of Stafford. He's, he's a lot like that Drew Brees personality. He knows where to go with the ball. He has an, an incredible IQ, and he's gutsy, very, very gutsy. And he's very accurate, too. So this is going to be another tall test for the Carolina Panthers because Matthew Stafford is no joke. They also have a receiver with a great name, Quintez Cephas. 6-1 rookie out of Wisconsin who can go get it. Uh, defensively, 
Uh, Desmond Trufant at a corner. Uh, Harmon, one of their safeties. They don't scare you to death, but like Zoke said, they're, um, they've won four, lost five, so they'll be trying to get to 500. What do you think the keys are, uh, Eugene and Jim, for, for this Panther defense? Carolina's forced two punts in four games. That has to be some kind of NFL record. Wow. Ouch, my goodness. Well, we got to get better on third downs. Uh, third downs has actually been killing the Carolina Panthers, and you have to be able to convert on third downs. And we and, and unless that changes, that stat changes, then we got to almost the same results because you can't give a good quarterback – opportunities to go ahead and convert on third down to have another set of downs. And, and unfortunately, we've been in that boat. we got to be do better on third downs. And, and beyond that, I mean, you can lose some of those kind of plays throughout the game, but you're not making the big impact explosive takeaways, quarterback sacks. Like we had the one with mm-hmm. Shaq Thompson yesterday, the forced fumble that Trey Boston fell on. You had the one quarterback sack. But, you know, one sack, one takeaway a game, is you need more than that from the defensive side. When we come back, our Panther Talk version of Final Thoughts. It's next from Bank of America Stadium. Panther Talk, presented by Morris Jenkins, continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Tapering down towards the end of our show, Mick Mixon, Eugene Robinson, Jim Zoki, our Panther Talk version of Final Thoughts, the Zoke. Final Thoughts? Yes. But it's only week 10. <laughs> Final thoughts for this, this I think, show. you know, this team, it's, I will say this um, before I throw it to you, Eugene, is it's 10 games. This was the first game out of 10, out of 10, that the Panthers weren't in it. Even that first Tampa Bay game, which was a 14-point game, was a late Leonard Fournette touchdown. Let's not get too buried in that. And remember that Tampa Bay came off a 35-point loss at New Orleans, at home against New Orleans, actually, before they came here. This league will humble you in a hurry, Eugene, but also you can quickly get it back. So you kind of have to wash it away and, and learn from it. Uh, but let, let's not make like this is the new thing. Uh, so I think this team can rebound from this. And uh, and I think 9 out of 10, as far as having good efforts and a chance to win each of those games uh, for being the first year in this uh, regime, I think is a good sign. Chuck Knox used to say, late great Chuck Knox said, that when you lose, there's nothing there for anybody. Everything sounds bad. Everything tastes bad. Everything looks bad. There's nothing there. But that's not the truth. The truth is this team is a very, very good team, and this team is a young team. And based on what you just got finished talking about, being in the games, this was the one game that they were actually kind of looked like they were overmatched and went out of it. But every other game, they've been in it. So if I'm being honest, Carolina Panthers is a good team. They're just a young team and making some mistakes, and that needs to get cleaned up. And that's what I think Coach Rule is going to go ahead and address. But I'm not, not throwing out the baby with the bathwater. This is a very, very good team, and it's a young team and a growing team, just like Mick was talking about earlier. You know, Tampa Bay is going for what they're going now with all the stars, but we're growing the team. My final thoughts are I love the play calling. Offense, defense, special teams are not scared, trying to win, and that's something you can get behind. For Eugene Robinson, for Jim Zoki, for the rest of our crew, this is Nick. Thanks for visiting with us tonight (laughs) on Panther Talk. This has been Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule, presented by Morris Jenkins. Mr. Jenkins told me that he loves football, and he looks forward to this show all week. When your plumbing or air conditioning is acting up, call Morris Jenkins or visit morrisjenkins.com. Panther Talk. Panther Talk. Panther Talk. This is the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.